You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Uh, we've been gone. We we took a week off. Uh, it was Labor Day, and we was not in the mood to labor. We just wanted to eat some barbecue, drink some wine coolers, and do nothing. So that's what we did. But we back. Uh, we covering two weeks worth of shows and get prepared because next week Salt Lake City will be coming into the lineup and if you are subscribed to our Patreon at the Red Noise level then you heard us talking about the return of Black Ink Chicago it's gonna be messy the return of, the return of uh, Mary, Mary Scary Blige because mm. mm, mm, mm. God be damn it that woman can't dress what in the goddamn Cruella the hell now is yeah. Mary Beware. And we just gonna watch um our our favorite scammer unravel. Um, you know how arrogant Jen Shaw has to be to continue to do a reality TV show while she is being federally indicted the on right? fraud. Right? Like girl, she's supposed to be in jail. You are um. arrogant. The feds do not indict you and charge you and point you out as being one of the big co-conspirators, unless they have done their due diligence. I don't know why y'all play with the feds like that, but we right. here to watch you do it. And we here to watch you blame everybody and their mama for their downfall, except yourself for scamming. Like, because the thing know. about scamming is a good scammer know when to get out the game. Mm. You I, pushed your mm. luck and the, the, federal, the federal government pushed back. You trying to blame Meredith and whoever else for ratting on you, which can I just say in order for anybody to have told on you, you would have had to tell people you were scamming. Right. If it, oh, look, it's the consequences of my own actions. So be prepared for us to point that out repeatedly. You know, sometimes we find a theme in these shows and we pound it like booty talk number 92. All until right. <laughs> the show is over but the thing is for somebody to have known what you were doing and called the feds on you that would actually imply that you are doing something wrong so either you were not doing anything fraudulent or you were so you kind of we gonna watch you put yourself in the pickle this season and um, Coach, I knew what the fuck you was doing. There's no way you was making that kind of money. You was doing biz. You was doing fraud in that kind of frequency, and he had absolutely no idea about it. And also, y'all was renting Sha Chalet. I just want to point that out that that ha- that home was rented. She by Sha. Even worse, you know. <laughs> the Ray. She she manners she she by Sharu, <laughs> nigga she by Sharu. <laughs> <laughs> um, Go with the damn show. What's up, niggas? Y'all know who we. What's is. up? Y'all know who we are. We don't need no big introductions. I don't know if we were here. I think we took a week off. I don't remember if we covered the passing of Greg Leaks, um, we but we did. No, we didn't. Oh, we didn't. Yeah. Um, while we were away, uh, one of my favorite housewives' uh, husbands passed away, Mr. Greg Leakes. And uh, what was so endearing about Greg was he 
over the years with Nene coming and going on the Housewives franchise, uh, Greg gave us they ups, they downs, they in-betweens. We saw when they first came on the show, we saw the deterioration of their marriage the first time. We saw them get back together. We saw Nene messing with that fat white man that bought her that pizza place in the airport. Uh, Greg was just a very transparent person, even amidst all his wife's uh, debauchery over the years on the show. Greg really didn't get in his own. Greg didn't really get into women's business. He left Nene to it when the other husbands tried to get messy, like when he almost beat you to fuck up Peter Thomas. <laughs> uh, you know, those were times we would see Greg jump in, but we sent in, you know, we sent love. And he had his back. Like he 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 got in women's business when it pertained to having Nene back. Because remember when uh he dressed up as a roach as as yeah shade? yeah yeah that was yeah that was funny and that I don't even think that was women's business. That was Kim's trifling ass daughter playing too much. Like yeah. even Nene was blindsided by that. Like what yeah, he, the fuck, he girl? All, he had Nene back. We um we just we send a lot of love and light to Nene, to Greg, their kids, his kids outside of Nene, their family, their friends. Uh, she she sent Greg off in style, uh, good for her, and yeah. uh, it was good to see the ladies put their differences to the side and show up for Nene, son, Cynthia, trifling ass Bailey. I don't care what anybody says. Cynthia <laughs> should have been the first one at that goddamn home going. <laughs> Kenya was there. Kim was there. Eva was there. Croy was there. Even Apollo was there. Right. Phaedra was there. Fucking Phaedra. Your own sister was there. But you were nowhere in sight, Cynthia. Go to hell, girl. And that's exactly why you won't be coming back this season. You got downgraded. Oh, to she not? Of show. Yeah, I don't think so. I think they were saying she was downgraded to a friend of the show. Hell, a little too late. You ain't nobody's friend, bitch. Because if you ask me, Cynthia should have been on that show a long damn time ago. It's not especially. I'm glad she gone. If she gone after we saw how she made that fucking spectacle, having that big ass uh, wedding right smack dab in the dead of the pandemic. And um, I don't give a, girl. I don't give a fuck to see nothing else from Cynthia. But yeah, that that's that on that. Um, we gonna we gonna get into it we're gonna talk about love and hip-hop because as much as i don't am not won't not is not a fan of yandy m and dc's we stand corrected uh infinity was in dubai for the family vacation and i'm glad she was because it would have really really made me have to get on this show and drag the fuck out of yandy m and dc's right but I was glad to see Infinity there. I was glad to see her be a part of their vow renewal ceremony. Um, so good for that. But I, but what's, what really stood out to me was we finally see one of you ditzy-ass mama's boys stand up to your toxic-ass mama. Mm. Judy showed her motherfucking ass and Mendeecees returned that energy. For the first time, right? For the first time, yeah, because for a long time, Judy was getting away with murder. Yeah, while looking like murder. Exactly. So we we saw Mendeecees stand up to Judy because 
as Andy said, though they didn't tell anybody else that they never that she never officially signed the paperwork because she didn't want to be on the hook for Mendici's restitution, which is a very valid point. We just discussed this on I, nigga, I was just on about, to say. <laughs> about restitution and how that works. We under we we understood perfectly that why she didn't do it once she told the whole truth. It was her plan in our face with that. We don't need a piece of paper. We got a spiritual yeah. union. Once she finally came out and said, hey, I don't want to be on the hook for his restitution. I don't want the feds coming after me, my money, and and, and putting me in the poorhouse over his bullshit. So we, I didn't sign the marriage license. I did. I had my lawyer do some digging, and I could be on the hook for his restitution if we were to get married right now. And she ain't want that. And you know what? That's fair. It's the, it's the goddamn you planning our goddamn face talking about we don't need, you know, a piece of paper for our pond. Girl, shut the hell up. Shut the hell up, okay? You made a strategic decision, and I can't blame you for that. Just stand up in that shit. Very strategic and protected yourself, protected your kids, protected your finances, and more women should. Yeah. Now, no, what I will say is that you could have avoided all of that by not getting women in DCs in the first place, but you know what? You know what? Do you? Just be honest about shit. Yeah. Um... But for Judy to get on the phone with Mama D sloth mouth ass <laughs> and say, oh, it's fake. And to hear Yandy and Mendici say, we told Judy that we didn't sign the paperwork legally. She knew. She knew why. She knew before it ever hit the TV screens and any of this happened. It was very fucking ugly for Judy to do that. She knew Mama D was going to run back and, and run her mouth and then going to try to go off on Mama D. No accountability whatsoever. And Mendici said it. My mom takes no accountability for the shit that she does. He was fed up, child. Listen, that's the first time I don't ever seen. That's the first time I don't ever seen Mendici's, you know, actually hold his mama accountable or shit. Even, like, get real, like, I don't want to say mad, but, like, like stand 10 toes down or some shit. Because, you yeah. know, I ain't gonna, I ain't even gonna hold you. A lot of times, I be thinking, man, DC's a robot, because that motherfucker don't react to shit. Nah, he was pretty pissed off, and rightfully so. Because I'm funding this trip for you to bring your ugly ass to Dubai, and you gonna come with drama? You could have stayed home. Right. You could have stayed your ass at home. Speaking of who should have stayed home, Carly, jealous, dick deprived ass should have stayed home. You got a lot of fucking nerve trying to control your daughter's long term relationship after you have spent a good majority of her life neglecting her because you was jumping from bad decision to bad decision to bad decision when it comes to men. You don't get to dictate her relationships when you don't have healthy ones of your fucking own. She has been with this young man for over three years. In three years, we didn't see you fuck Life Jennings, Young Jock. A nigga named Hell, C's. 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 And then Lamar Odom. You do not get to clock your daughter's pussy mileage and what she does with it 
when you can't even keep your romantic affairs in order, you have you don't have the right. And for you even don't have if the you, license. And even if you did make better decisions than men, that's a grown ass woman. You don't get to make her choose between you and her boyfriend because as them ladies on the show said, Carly, uh, Sierra, that she going to choose dick over you. You ain't never really given her a reason not to. Yeah, because she you don't chose dick over her. Hello? Fair exchange ain't no motherfucking robbery. First of all, I... You know how I said, like I can tell when when mo- when they ain't really got shit for them to do, so they just have to make up a conflict or a storyline. Yeah, this 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 shit with Carl and her daughter feels like it because you can't be you cannot be telling me to my face on 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 Beyonce's internet on Al Gore's Earth that Carly Rae is disinvested in her daughter making quote-unquote better pussy decisions when you are Carly fucking red. Girl, your bad pussy decisions is on tape. Since, what, when Love Hip Hop Atlanta started? What, like 2000? Whenever the hell it started. Like, I know you fucking lying to me, Carly. We have literally seen your whole storyline on this show since your inception on it be jumping from dick to dick and it be like abusive relationships. Like, I just am trying to understand where the audacity comes from. And it wouldn't be bad. Like, the thing about it is, it's, 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 the, it's the judgment that's coming to Carla. Like, it would be one thing if she was coming from a place of love and concern. No, you coming from a place of judgment to your own damn daughter. Absolutely. And when she a grown ass woman. It's just absolutely unfair that you did that to her. And you were so nasty and disrespectful to her partner, speaking to, to her like that about him. And he remained nothing but respectful, which is more than you deserve, which is how I could tell he must really love your daughter because baby, you deserve to be cussed the fuck out. Nah, for real. You deserve to be cussed out. Well, prayers down, Carly. That's all I got. Prayers down. Uh, Kirk must really, Kirk must eat Rashida ass with his dentures on the nightstand. Because why else? I just do not understand it. You was not pregnant. You did not think you was pregnant. Your old ass ain't fits to have nobody's baby. And the most disgusting part about it was basically Kirk saying if she was pregnant, she basically need to get an abortion. Two old ass motherfuckers with all these kids between them don't know how to practice pregnancy prevention properly. Make it make fucking sense to me. It don't, which is again, I, I keep saying they, they ain't got shit for Mona to work with. So they just giving them any old goddamn thing. We need a new cast. Because yes. the one story that I found to be extreme, the two, the two, well, I'd say two and a half. The Rennie Rucci girl, I like her. And yeah. I'm Aretta, I like her. The most we interesting are seeing, stuff with the new people. 
yeah, y'all only giving us bits and pieces of the new people. We literally got a storyline with a mama running around telling folks her daughter on that shit. Like the the new mess is with the new cast. Like I am sorry, but Love and Hip Hop Atlanta is not like Real Housewives where we are watching it due to the 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 longevity and legacy of the cast. With Love and Hip, that we got we got legacy with Real Housewives of Atlanta. With Love and Hip Hop Atlanta, we do not care about these motherfuckers no more. Give, like give you got love, you got you got actual love and hip hop in Atlanta, and you got motherfuckers on the show that's not hip hop or in Atlanta no goddamn mo. Y'all didn't imported motherfuckers from New York to be on Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. Like, come Safari on, Safari and Erica, Mendices and Yandy, send their motherfucking asses back to New York. Get give Kirk us actual and love and hip hop. Give us love and hip hop in fucking Atlanta. Give us hip hop. Rashida and Kirk ain't no goddamn hip hop. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody going in the goddamn hip hop exploding to see my bubble gun. Don't nobody give a fuck about that shit. I mean, at this point, we talking about Rashida. At one point, was loving hip hop in Atlanta. She don't do music no more. She's right, not making right. music no more. She's not doing even artist development. Rashida, we have not seen seen Rashida have empty. Inti, and I said it, anti interactions with hip hop. With hip hop on this show. We have not seen her meet Amaretta. We have not seen her meet Young Baby Tate. We have not seen her meet Rennie Rucci or whatever that girl name is, the little light skin. We have not seen none of that. Why are y'all here? Jock used to be a part of hip hop. His storyline is putting his hands on his goddamn son. He a motherfucking radio host. We should at least see him interacting with the young new hip hop. Coming out of Atlanta? Hello. Meanwhile, we got this goddamn fabricated ass storyline. Like he Carly ain't never father. been hip hop. I don't understand why she's still here. <laughs> Sierra ain't never been hip hop. She do hair and lashes. Why is she here? Y'all bring back now. Shooter. Br- please bring back Shooter. Bring back Scrap. Right? Don't bring back Tommy, though. Don't bring back Tommy. No, don't bring back Tommy. But stop playing in our face. And speaking of love and hip-hop, I've been watching Miami. I don't want to get into all the specifics because it hasn't really taken off yet. It's two things I want to say. I know my friend ain't watching because I we're not actually putting it on the thing. I was about to say, you shit, ain't even text me about it. <laughs> yeah, if some shit stick out, I'll mention it. Trina, you are 50 motherfucking years old and are perpetually late to everything concerning your fucking career. How fucking disgusting. Damn, she thinks she robbing. You are, you come and do the tricking, tricking Trina morning show when you feel like it. You get booked for performances and show up hella fucking late. You do a 20th anniversary party for, uh, for Diamond Princess in fucking Atlanta instead of Miami of all places. Mm. Your management don't invite Trick Daddy. I can't stand that bag of monkey fucking hair. (laughs) But that motherfucker put you on. And we ain't gonna sit up here and lie about it. And there's a Miami legend. Trick Daddy put Trina on. 
Yeah. And he is a Miami legend. He is. I can't stand him. I nigga, can't stand but, him. But he is a legend in Miami. Yeah. yeah. You too fucking old to always be late to places. You are a fucking adult. Amara Leno goddamn brain. <laughs> you that's a hell of a name. Went to the Dominican Republic buying real estate, being a uh what we call them shits. You know when motherfuckers come buy property in, in bad areas and fix it up and sell it for too much fucking. Oh money. uh gentrify. You are in the Dominican Republic being a gentrifier. You meet a man. And, and my thing, why, friend, if yeah. I looked and was built like Amara, you couldn't pay me to settle down with no nigga. Mm. I would be running through niggas' pockets like the motherfucking Tomb Raider. Commitment Running through your nigga like a Tomb Raider. Every time this bitch get a little bit of affection from a man, she wants to throw her whole life away. She want to mm. move to the Dominican Republic. She don't want to do music no more. She don't want to dance no more. She don't want to model no more. She just want to move to the Dominican Republic with this man that's older than her who got multiple fucking kids and settle down with him. And when she tell the nigga he, she don't want to move right now, he tell her to catch an Uber to the airport because he ain't taking her if she don't want to stay there. Mm. It's never the fact that you fall in love and want to settle down. It's the fact that you fall in love and settle down and you have not even vetted that these motherfuckers be good halfway. I don't expect much from cishead straight men be halfway decent people. The minute you didn't want to do what this man wanted you to do, he wouldn't even take you to the motherfucking airport. But that's who you was willing to throw your whole fucking career away over? Girl. Stop picking up homeless ass, stupid ass men and trying to change them. You too fine for that. She one of them people that just can't enjoy being single. She is. She she wanted them, and then and when she, she liked playing build a bear with these niggas. <laughs> build a nigga workshop. She want to give them some emotional intelligence, though they have none and are much older than her. She want to let them move into her house. She want to help pay their cell phone bill. She want to buy them Nike jobs. Girl, fuck all of that. Have you seen you? Just get the dick and go. And the money. Have you seen you? You are, you, the bitch is gorgeous. She look like a Barbie doll. Yeah. Built like one too. I just, I want you to get some therapy. I want you to find a therapist. I want you to figure out why you always feel the need to latch on to a man and be in a relationship, even if it is not valuable to you mentally, physically, emotionally, and financially, you need to have a man. Go do something with yourself. You know, we didn't necessarily care for Wendy last season. We can admit that. 
I don't necessarily care for it this season. But I feel like a lot of y'all are very disingenuous when you say that she shouldn't have reacted the way she reacted over some shit that was already in the blogs and over some shit that is not true. It's disingenuous. Nobody likes to be amongst a circle of women they consider friends and find out that the person that they are supposed to be the closest with in that friend group is regurgitating a rumor to anyone who will listen to it pertaining Mm. to their personal life. Or a rumor that they started, because we can be honest that that rumor started with Giselle and Robin. Well, so the thing is, it didn't start with them. They say that this Wendy had cleared this rumor up in the blogs before it had made it to the to the cameras. Mm. Um, they believe the rumor came from uh, Eddie's family because Wendy has talked about how when Eddie decided not to side with his family and stay and marry Wendy, they started spreading very nasty, vicious rumors about them. But again, you are you are my sorority sister. I sided with you with the with the Candace and Monique Gates shit. I have always spoken very highly of you. I alienated myself from other women in the group on behalf of them. And to find out that you have not once, not twice, not thrice, but four times have repeated this rumor to Robin, to Ashley, to Candace, you are a terrible fucking friend, a terrible fucking person, and whatever reaction Wendy gave Giselle is the reaction that Giselle fucking deserved. Because I'm not going to keep repeating a rumor and trying to preface with, well, I mean, I I, I, I believe this to be a lie, but girl, you know they say Eddie cheating on her with that white woman at the law firm and might have a baby with her. Which, that was I the dumbest. Dumb, that was the I ain't dumbest want to gossip, but you ain't heard that from me. No, you had That was the dumbest fucking shit, because I watched that shit live, even though we didn't record, and I didn't tweet about it, but I watched that shit live, and I'm just sitting here like, Okay, so you don't believe the rumor allegedly, but you running your mouth about it. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't run my mouth about shit I don't believe. I play somebody this way. Don't play in mine. And also the fact that... Especially not pertaining to my friends. Uh, hello? Or people that is supposed to be my friends. Like... I, <laughs> what I'm about to say is uh, mad shady, but I'm going to say it anyway, and ain't nobody going to beat my ass, and you can just take it what you will. But all I'm saying is, I am not surprised at the at the type of people who are saying that Wendy, over, quote unquote, overreacted to Giselle and Robin being uh, miserable maddies like they are. That's all I'm gonna say. Mm-hmm. It don't surprise me, because it also don't surprise me the amount of people that all of a sudden started standing Candace, even though they couldn't stand her damn ass prior to that Monique shit. And you take with that what you will. I, mean, I said it and I ain't taking it back. I mean. Because y'all don't play to my goddamn face being stupid over these stupid motherfuckers for about two and a half goddamn years now. And I am tired. I mean. Now, goddamn, now shit. And here's the thing. 
I know we ain't. I, I hate to go back to this, but as I've said, and as my, all, I wanted Monique to put her hands on Giselle as well. I wanted her to back oh, yeah, Candace yeah, and Giselle yes. upside the motherfucking head. That was my only issue with Monique. I wanted her to take the smoke and the fire to Giselle the same way she brought it to Candace. Mouse nose ass, and also be, uh, t- and also tell us like the real reason, like the real shit. Which, but that's not necessarily an issue with Monique per se. That's an issue with like the show in general. Like all the good shit, like the the good messy juicy shit, don't make it to the cutting room floor. Yep. I I truly do not believe that Wendy overreacted. If this had been a situation where Ashley was doing what Giselle was doing, I would have been like, uh, I mean, you know y'all don't like all, I'm glad, Hold on, I'm glad you brought that up. Hold on, let me say this. I'm glad you brought that up. Because it's full of goddamn shit for y'all saying that Wendy overreacted. Because nigga, and because I have been watching um like Potomac, well, re-watching it like from the beginning. You know, up until you know, also keep it current day, nigga. Ashley literally did this to fucking Robin, and Robin was about to beat the goddamn brace off Ashley in that damn restaurant. Yeah. So like, what? See, that's what mm. y'all be full of. So y'all be full of shit, boy. <laughs> full of shit. Yeah. Y'all be full of shit, and y'all memories. Y'all memories short. Cause nigga, the North remembers. The niggas remember it. Me, I'm niggas. Man, goddamn Robin, Robin had on her goddamn track shoes and went up in that restaurant with Giselle and was about to beat the hell out of Ashley. And I don't remember none of this goddamn, uh, she overreacted. I don't remember none of that shit. Yep. Absolutely. So like, who, see, y'all don't got, I said I was laying down on my couch. So I'm set, set up now because y'all don't raise my damn blood pressure. Go ahead, friend. Cut it, cut it in. Let's go. Well, let's fin- let's get to the mean potatoes of it. Also, this is an Ashley Darby hate account. I do not like that big head, little body, the bad wig wearing, in sexual assault apologist ass bitch and her bitch ass husband. Now speak. Now that's another motherfucker who should have been got hands and feet put on her by the whole cast. Honestly. Absolutely. But also, well, also that brings me back to my other point that I was meaning that I've said on Twitter, but I'll say it here too. Um, which is also a whole bunch of grandstanding that y'all did about Monique and that y'all doing with Wendy. Now, the reason why people who should have been had hands and feet put on them, such as Ashley, have not, is because y'all they are in fucking Potomac and none of them heifers can fucking fight and or will. And the ones that would. Well, she ain't that no damn more. So this whole retro- retroactive goddamn, well, well, why Ashley got, you know, hands and feet put on her, you know, like like y'all saying, Candace Durr, because none of them hoes can fight <laughs> or will fight. And again, the one that would is not there no more. Now, Wendy might. <laughs> she just damn not, she just damn might. And you know what? It will be deserved because they do deserve to have hands and feet put on them. But nigga, they are in fucking Potomac. You are answering your own goddamn question why ain't nobody put hands and feet. Nigga, you nigga, we don't watch real housewives of Atlanta. We don't watch real girls get down on the floor. These in the words of in, in the immortal words 
of the the big brother that I never had. God rest his soul. My 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 friend Curtis. In his immortal words, she ain't no real bitch. Potomac is full of women that ain't no real bitches. Cause real girls get down on the floor. We don't watch basketball wise, we're a housewife. Hell, even the white girls on Beverly Hills be fighting. <laughs> like, come on. You answer your old question to keep defending a two-year-old fight that wasn't really a damn fight over some performative-ass politics. Just watch the damn show and just laugh at these stupid motherfuckers. Because all of us are stupid. Yeah. Which I had an issue with Mia kind of, well, First off, I think Giselle got a lot of nerve to to basically allude to Wendy having thin skin and can't handle when shit comes her way because this is the same bitch who all but orchestrated Monique Gate to get Monique off the show because Monique revealed that Sherman was buying got clocked for buying prostitutes. Also, it's hilarious Giselle calling anybody thin skin when goddamn she has been antagonizing Karen literally since the first damn season. And when Karen finally clocked back all the year, now she's talking about you owe me an apology, Karen. Girl, go to hell. Exactly. Exactly. Just performing, um, just performing and lying and grandstanding. Yep. Now, um, I, got a, I got a question for you. Do you think this is going to be Mia's first and last season? Yeah. Okay, I, if, I've been thinking if, that too. If Mia, if Mia would have chosen Karen's side and really started digging her fucking heels into Giselle and Robin, I think she would have had enough salt in the game to be brought back for another season. But she's a flip-flopper. She's yeah. just trying to, I feel like she's just trying to see who she can befriend to get the most airtime. And I think it's going to bite her in the ass. Because one thing about Potomac is the girls love to choose a side. Mm-hmm. Right, wrong, or indifferent. The girls love to choose a side. For better or worse. Because until Wendy sided with Giselle, Robin, and Candace over the Monique shit, she was very fucking uninteresting. Yeah. The whole so, degree I don't think shit, Mia will like be trying to back. pick a fight with Karen. Like it was, it wasn't given what she thought it gave. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <clears throat> so Mia can go for me. She's a flip-flopper. Yeah. And I thought she put a lot of sauce <clears throat> going back to Wendy and Karen saying. Oh, they called you a weak bitch, Wendy. Like one minute you don't know if you want to be friends with these girls. The next minute you don't know if you want to be stabbing them in the back. Then mm-hmm. you hanging with them without caring. And then you sitting up in Karen's face. You you gotta you gotta pick a position. And also she put a she when she did that, she pulled a Giselle because you know. Giselle good for running back and telling somebody something, but then adding some adding some uh, extra stink that wasn't even there. Exactly. And it's like, me, if that's the kind of shit you're going to do, hey, we already got G- Giselle for that. Um, and we, 
not only do we have Giselle for that, we also have her sidekick, Robin. So we really don't, like, if this is the shit you're going to do, we really don't need you. At all. I do want to say that I understand Wendy's position, but I feel like, I hope it does not bite her in the ass, her and Eddie doing all that grandstanding when they was discussing it. Because one thing a straight man will do is embarrass you. And I hope all of that, we know what we got. They wish they had a love like ours. I hope it don't bite her in the ass. I feel I like she, I feel like her and Eddie could have had that conversation without playing into the trope that y'all hoes just mad, y'all not married, and I am type of... Because that was the vibe it was given. Now, see... <sighs> This, I I agree with you. At the same time, it's not. Damn it! How do I say this? <laughs> Fuck! It's it was giving cringe. I I do agree with that. I'm I'm not gonna see him lying that like it wasn't giving cringe. The problem with it is though, it wasn't necessarily wrong. It just was cringe because we can't lie and that like Giselle and by extension Robin aren't miserable and shit and doing this type of shit because they literally did it last season. <laughs> it's just, it's cringe. It applies, but it's still cringe, you know? <laughs> it, yeah. Like, it's like, they, they could have said it better. Like, they could have said it without saying it, if that makes sense. Because it was giving cringe, but then I look at Giselle and I look at her track record and the shit that she do, because she is miserable and she does grandstand. Like, she has this, you know, fabulous life and sticking her nose in any and everybody's relationship and causing all these rumors and drama and shit. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, it just... <sighs> It just came off cringe, Eddie and Wendy talking about it. And as you said, as you said, and uh, it's very accurate, niggas will embarrass you. I hope it don't. <laughs> I hope it don't. Yeah. Like, my uh, only, like, hope is that the fact that, like, Eddie literally chose Wendy over his family. You know what I'm saying? Like, that... <laughs> Again, I'm not saying it makes the nigga a saint or like it's an absolute, but that's that's big for for some anybody, not just a man, but just anybody to like say like fuck your whole family, peek you over that whole family because your your family being weird, like you know that's 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 big. I just again, I I agree with you that I hope it don't bite Winnie in the ass. Yeah, speaking of biting in the ass, this. Uh... Husbander relationship between Candace and Chris. That's going to end uh, in disaster. Yeah. Yeah. Candace is the type of person that if she do something for you, the minute you upset her, she's going to throw it in your face. Like she did with Monique. Um, I think they need to cut their losses. I think Candace needs to get an actual manager in the industry who understands the industry and how it works. And I think Chris needs to focus on being a chef. That is what he is because good that at. is what he is good at. Okay, he wants. He is great at he that. Wants actually. to get a food truck. He wants to do that. Um, but the way that it's leaning now is he's kind of treating. She's treating Chris like he's her assistant. And that she, he should be grateful that she pays him in food and pussy. 
And when, I honestly, feel like the they around, need to, to separate what they're doing and have their own individual finances because um, to me, Candace's attitude in her mouth is a little bit too nasty and vulgar to have a successful relationship business-wise that, that they're trying to build. She, she's very mean. She's very condescending. Um, we've seen how she talks to Chris when she gets upset. And I also think it's very weird that she refers to her relationship with Chris as an ebony and ivory love story. And she has called Ashley every type of bed wench in the book. Mm, bed wench, roach. Which is a which circles me right back again to my point of y'all being full of shit. Because how in the mother of fuck do y'all stand Candace when this motherfucker same goddamn complexion as me calling black women, other black women, roaches and vile and all type of shit. But that's who y'all standing because old Monique was just, you know, so wrong. You know, ooh, mm -mm. let me take my drink. I feel like, but you know, I feel like Monique aside, um, Monique aside, I just feel like with the type of personality, the type of attitude, the way she speaks and handles people, Chris needs to have his own business ventures and income separate from the career Candace is trying to build in the entertainment industry. Which And, and it's, this is not me critiquing her talents or otherwise, because we know we know a lot of average at best talent in the music industry actors actresses or whatever so no i don't think she's got to be a Halle Berry to be in the industry no i don't think she has to sing like Jennifer Hudson to have a hit record i don't think any of that i just believe that she and chris cannot have a business ma business manager client situation because as long as any of the income chris receives Candace is the one giving it to him. He, she's always going to treat him like an indentured servant. She's going to treat him like how her mama treated, honestly, both of them. Yes. And so I definitely feel that they are in a position where they don't need to do that. I do want to talk about, again, I'm okay with Candace not liking Ashley. I'm okay with Ashley not liking Candace because Ashley and Candace are more alike than they are different. If you ask, the right? Me. That's why they can't stand each other. That that's the light skin friend and the dark skin friend that look like Michael Jackson. Yep. Okay. Um, they both got a head. Like I would like to too. know, like, yeah, when she talked about Ashley's forehead, Ashley's postpartum body, again, I just believe. Candace has a very, very nasty issue of jabbing at things related to motherhood with other women. She did this with Ashley in the miscarriage. She is doing it again with the postpartum stuff, but because it on it's social Ashley, media to fans. Yeah, but because it's Ashley, I don't care. <laughs> but I will say, why didn't your agitation with this rumor and how it ruined the trip extend to Giselle because mm -hmm. Ashley was only carrying Giselle's bone. And Giselle brought it up. Why were you so agitated that Ashley had 
actually had enough uh big clit energy to take it to wendy and say hey this is what's being said about your marriage versus getting on giselle saying giselle why are you spreading that rumor amongst the girls if you believe it not to be true leave it alone mm-hmm. being full of shit being performative being very fucking performative when you could have just said because it literally is because ashley did it because like it makes no because like Giselle literally brought it up. Like mm-hmm. literally brought it up. Well, nobody talking about that goddamn rumor until Giselle said something. So, like, if you're gonna be mad at Ashley, yeah, gotta be mad at Giselle too, because like Giselle literally brought it up. Exactly. So, it's given performative. It's giving more performative than your actual singing. It's giving very performative. Um, I just, I don't care about Giselle and Robin's podcast, but I do want to say that Giselle has all but Giselle. My bad, Siri. She she hates Giselle too. Um, Giselle has Mm -hmm. all. My my the cereal on my Apple Watch came on. Giselle has all but admitted that everything Monique said was a tr- was the truth. Yeah, her and Jamal. Like you tried to make us believe that this woman had stale tea, and in this podcast, you and Robin talking about infidelity and this, that, and the third, and you are all but admitting that Monique had a binder full of truth. Because the other part about it is it's honestly not that hard to read Giselle. I don't know why people... like I don't know why y'all be acting like somebody scared of Giselle or that anybody dragging Giselle is just, you know, you know, jealousy or hater or, or whatever the fuck. Like, nigga, Giselle is a walking Spider-Man versus Spider-Man. I mean, which, which makes it even worse that she has the audacity to act the way that she acts. And also... We knew Monique was telling the truth. Not a defamation suit yet has stood up against the shit that Monique was saying. But y'all have played in our faces for so long. Y'all have defended. Like, imagine defending Giselle Bryant. We have seen... And by proxy, Jamal. We have seen Giselle be nasty to so many people on the show unprovoked. Meanwhile, her life is in fucking chaos. I don't listen. If that's what y'all podcast got to offer, keep it. I, mean, I do not want to hear a bunch general. of 40 plus year old women hemming and hawing about cheating. There is more to life than a man. I mean, even if they weren't talking about that, like imagine listening to Giselle and Robin on purpose. They just, I don't see it for them. I'm not going to see it for them. I don't have to see it for them. I'm just not here for them. Um, I'm up and down on Candace. Like I said, my biggest issue with Candace was just how she handled things with Monique. I think they both could have handled things better with each other. I hate that they let them two green-eyed buckethead bitches really cause this type of strife and get them to this point but so far in this season i'm not mad at what candace is throwing especially at at ditzy darby who's 
speaking of, you are married to a man whose compliment was, well, you don't look overweight after the baby. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what she signed up for. They shouldn't be on this show. They honestly should. They shouldn't be which, on this show which after, just all makes the, the, after all the allegations of sexual assault aimed at Michael Darby. They just should not be on the show. And which I'm also makes side the, eye Andy about that. Yeah, I was just about to say, which also makes the Monique shit even worse. Like, nigga, we have seen not just, you know, counting this show. I'm talking about just in reality TV general, loving, uh, not love hip hop, reality. Uh, damn, can't talk. Real Housewives franchise. We have seen motherfuckers come to blows and then they be right back on the next season. But a motherfucker with literal multiple sexual assault allegations and his wife that doubled down, ten toes down in the shit are still on the show, but one little scrap and motherfuckers can't come back another season. Whether they chose to or not. Not to be be funny, but Jen Shah is literally coming to our TV screens and she has a federal indictment pending. Right. That, That says she has, that she has fraudulently obtained millions of dollars from unsuspecting persons, mainly probably senior citizens, by way of telephone fraud. That's what I'm saying. Like, just make it, that's, that's my, like, again, performative. It's facing 10 to 15 years in prison. And y'all would sit up here and act like a shoving match was the end all be all. Right, because it wasn't really no fight, for real. Like, nigga, we've seen fights. But let me be honest. So far, Potomac is not really giving much. Aside from the little Wendy Giselle hiccup, these first eight or nine episodes... It's been me at best. ...have not been that interesting. And I'm waiting for the pickup. And especially when the, the everybody is ranting and raving about just how messy... Real Housewives of Beverly Hills has been what Potomac is serving up is me. Yeah, they're giving us cold fries. <laughs> giving yes. us cold fries. But let's move on to the people who actually do give us mess and chaos on every episode. Love and Marriage Huntsville. I want to talk about. Lewis and Tiffany. If you two cowardly lying motherfuckers don't go sit down some motherfucking where talking about if you would have had a drink, that conversation would have went totally different because nothing would have went totally different because Marceau and Maurice would have jumped your big stupid ass. (laughs) Y'all got the checking that y'all deserve. Period. Point fucking blank. And let me tell you why. There was absolutely no reason for Tiffany to bring up the child of someone they had never fucking met at a women's birthday brunch. Of all the shit to be discussed at an all-women's birthday brunch, I heard your stepson was vaping. What y'all gonna do about it is not one. Correct. So while I do feel like Maurice is acting like his son just got caught uh stabbing somebody to death oh it's very performative i absolutely feel like in this situation 
you got checked in the way that you needed to be checked. Because you were being messy. People's kids is off fucking limits and you was being messy. And that's just it. That's just all. It just stand on that shit. Please, just stand on it. Because you you just as annoying as Maurice, uh, Maurice is being performative about the shit. All that crying. crying Why are you crying? Why are like, you crying? Come on. It don't take all that. Like, it's, it's really not that deep. It wasn't. It wasn't at all. Um, you know, Wanda and mm. and uh, Kimmy. Mm. I'm very tired of everybody expecting Wanda to expecting Kimmy to extend Wanda Grace because she is Tisha's mama. Wanda is constantly coming at Kimmy like she's nothing but a bitch and an enemy out in the streets to her. And y'all are expecting this woman to keep handling Wanda with a certain level of uh, gentility and grace that, that she does res- not that, deserve. That whole respect your elder shit. And if we being honest, Wanda ain't that much goddamn older than Kimmy. Honestly, that's our problem, but she didn't hear that from me. She's not that much older. I don't know why we doing this. Like Wanda had Tisha when she was like 15 or 16. Tisha mm. will be 40. Mm. That makes Wanda 56. Mm. Let me see how old Kimmy is. Like 40, like mid 40s, I think. Uh if I'm not mistaken, mid 40s. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. Go ahead. I'll look it up. Go ahead, friend. I'll no, I'm just saying, like, she's got to be in her 40s. Because Jalen is, what, 22, 23? Yeah. So, yeah. She's She's got to be in her 40s. So, a, a wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Google hold on, is wrong. On. Yeah, hold Google on. is wrong. Because you, you saw what I just saw. They saying she like 31 or 32. Jalen is Jalen is 23. So yeah, no, so she that, didn't have Jalen when she was 10. That that yeah, that 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 may have fall. Ain't yeah. no way. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Kimmy, Kimmy is in her 40s because Kimmy is a little bit older than uh Maurice. And I yeah. remember that being discussed from like season one. She's a little yeah. bit older than him. So this um, the one time Google lying. Yeah, Google got misinformation. Right. I just, I believe that if Wanda is going to deliver that energy to Kimmy, Kimmy is all, is entitled to deliver it right back. I'm sure the fact that Kimmy ain't slapped the hell out of Wanda is a testament to her character and fortitude. Absolutely. And nigga. Wanda lying talking about Kimmy told me to shut the fuck up. Kimmy said, if you don't have receipts of these accusations, Stop talking to me about him. Stop and Tisha, talking to me about him. And, and Tisha being the dumbest she is talking about, why would my mama lie to me, girl? <laughs> well, the, the crazy part is Wanda is a snake. 
Wanda sits up in Mel and Martell's face, specifically Mel's face, trying to play nice with her, telling her she deserved better, then be all over social media with her head up the side chick ass. You can talk about you consider Mel and Martell like family and this, that, and the third, but you on there talk about how pretty his mistress and shit is. Mm. And the whole argument was that all of the ladies felt like what Wanda does is distasteful. Which it is. Which Letitia fucking confirmed and said, Ma, it absolutely is wrong to be commenting all on that woman's page and trying to have communication with her and then be all up in male face. Mm -hmm. It's wrong. Which leads me to... Marceau is a piece of shit, but I love the way that he fucks with Wanda. Hmm. I love it. Because Wanda... Wanda will make her own daughter collateral damage to try to get under Marceau's skin. And that just tells you a lot about the type of wom- the woman that Wanda is. And how dumb she is. You bring up a side baby. Marceau don't even play into it. Marceau say, well, if I got a side baby, that make you a side grandma. <laughs> he should get funny. all mad and put her hands on Marceau aggressively, which you know I don't agree with that shit. Right. Keep your motherfucking hands to yourself. Correct. And Marceau had a valid point. It's not my job to dispel misinformation that other people bring to you. If you have a question about what I'm doing, fine. But I don't have to answer to nobody else. And the whole champagne shit was stupid to me. And Letitia, you've got to get your head out your mama's ass and think for yourself. Just think for yourself. I ain't saying think for yourself for the sake of your marriage because Marceau is a terrible fucking husband. Correct. But just think for yourself. If you and Marceau agreed that you wanted, y'all wanted Mel to be an ambassador for black champagne, isn't obviously the next step her having a bottle of the champagne and trying it so that she can decide if she likes it. You took her a bottle. And Marceau took her a bottle. What's the issue here? I mean, even even if even if Letitia didn't take, like, if it was just Marceau, like, it's not that deep. Like, I'm like, am I crazy? I think like it's, it's no. just taking her a bottle it's of champagne. Not, like, it's not that deep, especially when they agreed that they wanted Mel to consider being a brand ambassador for this champagne. It's just not I don't see deep. the issue at all. Like it's just like it's one of those things of just like like literally looking for something to be mad about. Absolutely. I I'm gonna say like, unless, cause I mean I want to say this joke. I mean, cause like unless the champagne came with some dick and male had it in her mouth, then what the fuck is the problem? Dick pain. <laughs> Show title. <laughs> I, I do not believe the side baby shit um, with Marceau just because we, we've heard about um, the, Mar- the Martell shit when it was happening. Yeah, we saw that. We saw and heard about that shit in real time. 
so you know the fact that we have not been given a name we have not been given an instagram a twitter a facebook we have not seen a picture of anything that is supposed side baby and, and side side woman i just i don't choose to feed into it at this moment i just do not i think i think the other thing is like we know niggas are slapping when they cheat and like marcel would have got caught by now unless this nigga is goddamn john wick <laughs> john dick um <laughs> like unless this nigga is just <laughs> It's just omnipresent and got all his ducks in a row. Like we would have heard something about that. Yeah, we would have heard something. You know, something in the words of Young Miami. Y'all right, something. Something. Yeah. I, I, again, I, just, I you know, I don't put nothing past niggas. But I don't put nothing past it. But based on the information we've pre- been presented, it's showing to be a baseless rumor so far. Yeah. So that's far. how we'll do that. So far, it's a baseless yeah. rumor. Now, uh, in terms, Wanda showed her ass so bad, Tisha put her out. <laughs> Told her all she do is create chaos when she comes to her home. And in general. As a mother, it's no way that you love your child nearly as much as you say, and you are literally delighting and causing pain and chaos in her life. Just being a hell demon for no reason. Speaking of hell demons, you two stupid motherfuckers, Tisha and Marceau, <laughs> y'all have got me and my partner in crime completely and utterly. Oh, can we? Oh, it's time to talk about it, nigga. When it comes to Black Cigar Lounge. And the resources y'all provide Jalen with, or lack thereof, to manage this establishment. And I got a little smoke for Jalen, but primarily my smoke is for y'all. My smoke is for you, Martel, Mar, Marceau. Sorry, because let's be honest, Tisha did not want them to hire Jalen. We can give her that. She wanted them to bring in an experienced manager, but bringing in an experienced manager would have mean y'all would have had to pay experienced manager salary. Hello, and y'all wanted to be cheap. You wanted to be cheap, and now you y'all are nitpicking Jalen to death without providing him the proper resources to do his fucking job. And when he asks for help, y'all give him y'all ass to kiss. No, y'all, y'all even worse, y'all promise it to him and never deliver it. Then you say shit like, oh, well, we know we left you fucked up, but we just wanted to see if you would sink or swim. That's not how businesses work. And we know it's not how business works because Jalen said the cook quit and the head bartender quit. In my opinion, good management starts from the owner and works its way down. Agreed. When the owners are good, that means they are good to the management. When the management is good, they are good to the staff. When the staff is good, they are good to the consumers. When the consumers are good, they are good to the owners. Yep. By com- re- by patronizing. Yep. It is a never-ending circle. It is a loop. Yep. 
So what that says to me is because y'all are overworking Jalen, underpaying him, not providing him with the proper resources for him to adequately run your restaurant and, and treat the staff there properly, your staff is quitting. Yeah. And and for the record, even uh, they've said on previous episodes, like the staff love Jalen. Like for all intents and purposes, they they fuck with Jalen. They just don't fuck with y'all. Primarily because of how y'all do Jalen. And I guarantee you that when Jalen is frustrated, when everything is short staffed, he can't get no help. He's managing deliveries. He in the kitchen cooking. He washing dishes. He's serving. He hostessing and all that shit. I'm pretty sure it bleeds over to him, you know, not being as kind to the staff as he could be. Yeah. Because when you under pressure, you respond differently. Yeah, that is true. But again, this, this goes back to the owners. <clears throat> yeah. Cause, also, cause my, oh, go ahead. Also. Y'all. Never mind. Go ahead, friend. Y'all just shitty people, if you ask me. There's no, no way you could be requiring that much from him and then expect him to be there, present, and accounted for and doing everything spot on when, when he's fucking exhausted. Yeah, not only that, they're absolutely terrible people, and y'all don't fuck with family like y'all think, like y'all claim y'all do, because number one, had y'all done what y'all should have fucking did from the get-go and then hired, hired an experienced general manager... Honestly, he probably would have quit. Well, they, let me say that. They probably would have quit by now. Because I guarantee you the only reason that Jalen is still sticking this out, which I understand why he's doing it, but I wish he wouldn't just for his own sake, Um, which is honestly my issue with Jalen. It's like, bro, when when they are showing you who they are, believe them. Like, you don't have to stick this out and exhaust yourself just to try to prove something to people that don't have your back regardless. Cause they, cause Tisha also absolutely did not have your back. But if if let let's say they would have done what they should have done from the fucking beginning and hired an experienced, you know, general manager and stuff, and given them the same lack of support that they have given Jalen, oh, that general manager would have fucking quit by now. So they lucky that Jalen trying to stick this out, probably mostly due to the fact that they did give him an opportunity. You know, he is doing, the you know, the best he can, you know, for the most part, given the circumstances. He is trying to stick it out also because they family. Yeah, they got they they better be lucky that Jalen got a good heart and try to stick this out because anybody worth they saw them and who knows they worth, a.k.a. that moolah would have been long gone from this shit. Y'all are not. This is not this. Marceau, you are you know, phenomenal at running of successful businesses and stuff there in Huntsville, you know, with, with all the stuff you got going on. This one right here, this is not, this ain't it. This is not the fuck it. And it was not the fuck it. And the fact that you, the fact that you sat up there and listened to Jalen express, hey, I've been, you know, doing what I can do, but I need some help. And the fact that you had the audacity with your bald-ass goddamn head to be like, all I hear is complaining. Um, nigga, excuse me? The same nigga that ever, even when the numbers show that Jalen is doing great as the general manager, you still got something to nitpick him about, but he's the one doing the complaining? Boy, you can go to hell. All the way to hell. Uh, not, well, my thing with Jalen is, as an adult, you have to be in charge of your 
professional life and the decisions you make in it. And my only issue with Jalen is him involving Kimmy in this. My thing is they've showed you who they are, as my friend has said. They have showed you that they are not going to provide you the resources to successfully run their business. It's time to look for another job. Get the fuck on up out of there. There ain't no reason to be involving Kimmy and showing her text messages. It should be a conversation. I don't like the way they're treating me. I'm looking for another job. Look for another job and go. Don't, I don't give a fuck about, like, like my friend said, we got to stop this whole, well, family this, family that. They are not treating him much like family. They're taking advantage of the situation. It's time for him to find another job and let them pick up the pieces. It really is. You yeah. don't let anybody back you into a corner the way that they're doing you. And let's be honest here. No amount of your mama arguing with them will make them handle their business and you in their business any differently. Yeah. The only way yeah. to show them that you don't fuck with how they operating is to get another job. Yeah. And it really I feel, is. And I feel like, because I mean, you know, Jalen, he not, you know, that kind of confrontational of a dude, which I get because also same, but I also don't let people play in my face. Like yeah. I am, you know, kind of cool and relaxed, you know, jovial by nature, but I don't let motherfuckers play in my face. And Marcel and Tisha are playing in your face. And at some point, you got to know when to be cool. And you also got to know when to come out of bag on motherfuckers. It ain't got to be you, you know, cussing them out or you know, doing all this, that third, just like my partner said, like just look for a better job. Like yeah. let them know that this ain't it. Cause I, honestly, you have let them know that this ain't it, and they still showing you who they are. So shit, it's time to bounce. Cause they are not, they are not like my friend just said. They are not treating. They brought you into this, trying to say that this is about family, but they are not treating you like family. And I also feel like to kind of piggyback off, you can again because Jalen is such you know a non-confrontational type of person. I feel like he he feels. Uh, this is not a, a truth, but I feel like he feels he has to try to stick it out or not, you know, make too much of a ruckus because he don't want to, you know, fuck up the family. But like, you're not the one that's fucking up the family. They are. So that's on them. Yep. So don't be I afraid, Jalen. Fuck them. Because honestly, they, they are literally saying, fuck you here. If you sink or swim, they are telling you to sink or swim with they business. <laughs> If that ain't an indication, if that ain't an indication of the fucks they don't give, I don't know what it is. A fuck, a, an indication of their their manipulation. Yeah. Because they put that family tag on you, and they knew that you wouldn't want to harm their business. Yep. Meanwhile, you should have never been put in a position where you had to sink or swim. Right. You should have been given the resources you needed to successfully run their business. Yeah. And again, the fact that you weren't given those tools, but yet you still managed to do good. Cause again, the numbers support that and they still giving you gripe. Like again, they are showing you who they are. Believe them. They are not treating you like family the way that you are treating them like family. And, and you know we, what ha you we have oh, to get ahead. out of this uh, this habit of 
feeling like people have to we have to create a struggle atmosphere to see if people can thrive yes if you just give somebody the tools to swim they'll show you if they can swim or if they want to drown on their own but at least right. you will know you provided them all the tools they needed to successfully swim right. a life jacket a raft some floaties, some swim lessons, and some whatever goggles. the fuck else, some goggles, some flippers, an uh, oxygen tank, whatever the fuck they have needed to be able to swim, you will have provided it for them. So if they fuck up, if they drop the ball, you know that it wasn't because of you, and you can feel comfortable moving in a different direction and getting somebody who will use all of the tools you provided to swim and swim only. Yep. Now, I want to talk about Mel and this song she was making. <laughs> First of all, you can't sing. <laughs> but okay. What I want to say, <laughs> what I want to say, and I, and I said it on Twitter last night, is we have got to stop making women feel like when they have been treated the way that Mel was treated in her marriage that they just got to pick up the pieces, move on and act like everything is okay. Mel is, is still very obviously bitter and rightfully so, yeah. but she should be given the space to be bitter. She, she acting like she healed and holy. Meanwhile, every time you turn around, she making a diss track for Mar Martell and his bitch. Yeah, and for the record, she that's well within her right. Well within her right, but she needs to stand up in her emotions. Yes. You are not healed. You are not over it. You are still very bitter about the way this man and this bitch played in your goddamn face for nearly half your marriage. And you gonna give them smoke every chance you get. But society says women don't get to wallow. They don't get to experience the full scale of emotions. Bitterness is an emotion when a relationship ends the way that her marriage ended. And, that, and it ended terribly. So her bitterness is to be expected. But she running around with this fake smile plastered on her face. I'm so happy. I'm discovering myself. I'm happy. I'm just doing me. I'm living no, life. You I'm loving drags. That's what you're doing. I'm, I'm living. I'm loving. I'm laughing. I'm looping. I'm lucking. I'm. Meanwhile, All every right. time you go in the studio, you trying to make a side chick anthem. <laughs> there is some bitterness there, and you should be you should be allowed to go through that emotion. Just stand you up in you, yeah. You should be allowed to feel, process, and then heal. Bitterness is a very human emotion, especially yes. when motherfuckers have played in our face. Yes, yes. Now to this Vegas trip. What is you old motherfuckers trying to do in Vegas? Y'all is not freaking in Huntsville. Y'all expect us to believe y'all freaking and sneaking and threesoming all through motherfucking Las Vegas? As 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 as, pa as patriarchal as all you motherfuckers is. Yeah, y'all. Like, I know you lie. Yeah, y'all is not nearly as wide open as y'all would like us to believe. Especially when one minute y'all go from talking about threesomes to. The next minute, Martell all but hating every bathing suit Tisha brought with her. Right. 
and that's and your wife. None of them, and what? None of them a thong. Literally, no, no. Talking about which one is the front and the back, girl. That ain't nothing but a bikini. Exactly. I will like say maybe, this. Now, maybe. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, friend. I would say maybe if you paid attention to your wife outside of her just cooking and cleaning them, you would know what the fuck a bikini is, Marcel. Absolutely. I do want to talk about... I know that this is a reality TV show. I know that it's not scripted. But I want you motherfuckers to use a little bit of discernment because y'all started having God talk and the ugly way that y'all kind of dragged Maurice's ex-wife into this kind of made me cringe. In front of her face. <laughs> well, no, she wasn't there. She wasn't there. When they was in the kitchen and they was like when Marceau... Oh, you saw her ex-wife. Oh, my bad. My yeah, bad. when they said Marceau got to uh, Huntsville, he was 75 pounds heavier and shit. He was fat. And uh, and then they was like, yeah, well, when Maurice got here, he was in a fucked up marriage. Yeah, y'all have you all. Yeah, that Maurice, was big cream. You should have you because wasn't it Marcel that brought it up, or yes. was it Martel? It was. I think it was Mar Martel Lord. I I don't remember which one it was, but no, I I, no, it was it was Marcel. No, it was Marcel because he was like because remember they was clowning him and then he was like, oh y'all got jokes, so he yeah. was the one that brought him up. Brought it up. Like I really, really feel like his ex wife should be off limits. One, because she's not on the show. Two, because you still got a co-parent with this woman. And I yeah. can't imagine the, the havoc that little comment is going to cause because it was so fucking disrespectful. And out of left field. Which it also, was totally uncalled for. Which also, can we, because I noticed this. Did you notice that, and maybe I have to go back and watch, you know, from the beginning like you, but is it just me or when Marceau Mar get a little, you know, look in him, he kind of wild out, like more than usual? Uh, Tiffany said it. His drunk thought speaks, his uh, drunk mind speaks sober thoughts. Yes, yes. One thing she was right about is that's exactly who Marceau is. Yes, yes. But I want to touch on this because Kimmy is doing a lot of grandstanding. And we can blame Martell Hope for a lot of shit with his fine, dumb ass. <laughs> but Martell Hope did not start the rumor that Kimmy was Maurice's side chick or that okay, she was I'm messing that... around or that she was messing around with Maurice before he was completely I'm divorced. I'm glad we're here because if I'm not mistaken... Kaiwa we... did. When they yes. sat down, when Kaiwa, Kimmy, and Maurice met for that first time in season one at the restaurant, and Kimmy asked Kaiwa, what, what's your problem with me? And Kaiwa said, because you was messing around with him before we was divorced. Right, and not only, and she she said it, and then amongst the group, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't Tisha the first one to spread it around the group? Yeah, Tisha sat down with Kaiwa and they was discussing it, talking about how Kimmy violated yeah. the girl code. Yes. So I'm just sitting here like, because I'm watching it and I'm like, Kimmy talking about, you know, the reason, you know, Martell started that because, you know, the demon's in his own closet. And I'm like, Martell is a lot of things, but, and he did repeat the rumor, but he wasn't the one that started it. 
Tisha he was did. not the one that started it at all. Tisha didn't start it. Kai was Kai was said that Kimmy was fucking with Maurice before they was divorced. It came directly from one of the horses' mouths that was involved in that situation. Tisha ran with it, which is how it made it into Martel's hands. Because I'm sure Marceau told Martel, which Martel said. Martel was like, "No, nah, nigga, you told me that." Marceau was like, "I told you jokingly." Nigga, that was no joke. This came from the Scots. Martel mm-hmm. did not start that rumor. And mm-hmm. I just think they real fucking corny for acting like he did. Because you could blame a lot of shit on Martel. I just don't think that happens to be one of them. No, it's not. It's not. And I need Letitia to get a grip about Wanda. Talking about why would my mother lie to me? That bitch lied about everything. <laughs> right. Girl, it's fucking Wanda. You know your mama a piece of shit. Right. She lied about everything. And I yeah, also, she lied about you. I also had a, a issue again. I maybe this wasn't one of Kimmy's finer moments. I normally like Kimmy, but this episode I felt like she was overly defensive because there's some truth to it. Mm. Especially after she after she said it was Martel who started the rumor, and we saw on season one that it was his own ex-wife who said that she was fucking around with him while they were still married and didn't in this season because then if i'm not mistaken this season when kimmy when tisha was trying to grandstand to kimmy about loyalty and all that didn't they literally run the clip back of tisha spreading the rumor amongst yes. the see now with kaya so i'm just sitting here like not yeah. kimmy not kimmy yeah. yes they did so it's just but then when the side chick stuff came up, I thought it was really mean for her to bring up the side baby shit because that wasn't a dig at Marceau. That was a dig that, at Tisha. That was a dig at Tisha. And Tisha was not joining in on the banter about her being a side chick. Yeah, she was she, quiet she as she a was. church mouse. Yeah, she was. She wasn't joining in on the... She was she was not adding to that. She was just sitting there like, y'all, come on, chill. Yeah, she was. And also, I absolutely believe, like we just said, Marceau and Tisha to be playing in Jalen's face. However, Kimmy, you will not play with us and act like you don't know when a motherfucker is being nice, nasty in text messages. If anything, you should have just said, yeah, he was, but look how y'all treating him. And that would have been absolutely perfect. He was being nice, nasty in them text messages, but look how y'all been treating him as an employee. And you would have been absolutely correct had you said that. But yes, your son was being condescending, saying yes, ma'am. And Marceau made a great point. We know when motherfuckers is being nasty without being nasty in a text message. Yeah, we know when somebody is hitting us with a per my last email. Yeah. And that's what Jalen was doing. But he was entitled to that because of the way they have been playing in his face as his yeah. employer. Right. Which is what you should have brought up. But please don't sit up there and act like your son is incapable of being nice, nasty, and, and any of that. He, he was human. giving back the he was giving the energy he was getting, and you should have said, Well, you know, it was reciprocated. Yeah. And see, that's I'm the not... that is the like, like I just 
if y'all would just stick to the points that y'all have, because y'all have them, but then you go stupid and grandstand about some shit that ain't got a goddamn thing to do with nothing you talking about. Nothing at all. Because all you, because literally all you had to say was, "Well, pop meat kettle," and you would have been one hundred percent correct. That and that would have been the end of the conversation. Now I will say. I'm looking forward to next week's episode when Martel and Mel get into it about this song. And I will say that Martel, you don't get to dictate how a motherfucker respond to you having an outside baby on them and cheating on them half y'all fucking marriage. But as we just said, we need Mel to stand up in the fact that there's still some bitterness there She's still angry. She's still hurt by the situation. Because why else is you constantly making these type of fucking songs? We know these is jabs and Martell and that bitch. Talking about, I don't just write about y'all. This is about them. Who else you writing about me? (laughs) This is absolutely about what you've been through. Yeah. Which most artists do. But it's the fact that you keep denying it. Yeah. Y'all give us the mess. I could tell you that. Yeah. Even though, you know, this episode, well, this week, y'all kind of, you know, dug into the Potomac bag with performers performing and shit. But generally speaking, y'all give us the next. Absolutely. And it looks like it's going to be real messy next weekend. And I'm looking forward to that. But that's it. All right, nigga. That's all we got. We'll see y'all niggas back next week. Peace. We'll be bringing y'all for a show. Peace. Thank you.